Your Money Replay from Money FM 89.3. Money and Me, the property edition on Money FM 89.3, brought to you by Simlian Group, creating space, creating homes. This is the final episode of Money and Me, the property edition. Over the past 11 episodes, we've talked about what you need to consider when it comes to buying, selling, renting, investing in property in Singapore. Today, we're going to wrap with how 2019 has been for the property market. And we're also going to take a look out for what you need to understand of the property market in 2020. So this should hopefully help you navigate what you need to understand if you're thinking of jumping into the property market or maybe exiting next. Next year, with some context for how 2019 has been, we welcome, as always, our resident guest for the property edition of Money and Me, Muhammad Ismail Gafur, Chairman and CEO of Propnex. Good morning. Hi, morning. This is our 12th show. How are you feeling? Yes, I'm really excited because immediately after this this week, I'm going to Maldives for a long break. Oh, take me with you. Well, <laughs> well deserved. Thank you so much for being a great commentator. So this, as you say, is our 12th edition, and I wanted to take a look at. At a start, at, at 2019, if we look back in the rearview mirror, Ismail, how has it been for the property market? I think it is really has been uh, initial stages at the beginning of the year has been a roller coaster ride. Mm. I must say, especially after the cooling measures were announced last year, 5 July, the market outlook was relatively bleak. And we are talking about at the start of the year, there was an unsold units that has been on the market available was 36,839. And that has been an all-time high in the last almost more than five, six years. Mm. And people were so worried that is it going to be an overhang in terms of the number of supply and will there be an absorption rate knowing the fact that last year only 8,795 units were sold as opposed to the years before, the year one year before, we were talking about almost in the tune of about 13,000 units or 10 over 1,000 units in the new launches and 13,000 in the resale. So the all indication was, is the market going in the right direction? Mm. Is there a demand? But what really surprised us, I must say here is this, Today, buyers are taking a mid and a long-term view. And it is interesting to note that the supply from the beginning of this year has dropped to only 31,948 unsold units, which is a drop of almost 15% in nine months. This is mainly because of, we have noticed just in the first 11 months, the number of units sold exceeded 9,500 units as opposed to 8,795 for the whole of last year. And we are expecting it to cross the 10,000 mark by the end of December. So generally, buyers are looking at it as an opportunity because developers are actually really pricing it sensitively and attractively for the buyers. Well, good to know the positive movements and positive signs, but which sectors have done well in your opinion? I think overall when we look at it at the new launches and I would like to maybe classify it in three regions because any of the investors look at core central regions as being an exciting place to buy and enter the market and obviously the rest of core central is just the fringe of the core which is the district 9, 10, 11 and the downtown mm-hmm. and the outside core central region which is all the north south east west and all part of singapore and i said amazingly i must say 
Treasure at Tampines is the best seller for the entire year, having sold in the first 11 months 852 units. That's really the whopping numbers. Because we are talking about many developments not even carrying 500 and 600 as an entire development. But Treasure alone having sold 852. One of the greatest attractions I see as far as Treasure at Tampines is the median price. Mm. In today's market, the developer have just priced it at about slightly above 1,003 and some of the bigger units below $1,300 per square foot. I mean, other than treasure, if I just highlight the five best performing developments in the outside core central regions, which is a lot of HDB upgraders has been keenly uh, pursuing these developments. Treasure is number one, followed by Florence having sold 546. Park Clementis have sold 492. Riverfront 391 and Affinity at Serangoon 355. These were the five best-selling outside core central regions. Then I think in all fairness, there are people who looked for the core central region and the five best-selling developments were 4th Avenue resident mm-hmm. uh, 111 units 1 Holland Village residence It was just launched last month And the developer sold almost 30% on the launch weekend And they sold 87 out of the 296 unit development So in strong demand Bulawat 88 at a per square foot of $3,650 That seems like wow yeah. And yet the developer have sold 86 unit 55% of the development And Marina One Residence Followed by Martin Modern Has been the five best selling So what I'm trying to say is, is The market is still resilient Last sector I want to say in all fairness Will be the rest of course central region Park Esther came in as the winner With 586 units Avenue South 431 A lot of tractions Because of the Southern Waterfront mm. Announcement During the NDR mm. The Trever Sold 394 Sterling Residence 392 And the fifth Best selling Is One Pearl Bank 250 Units All I'm talking about just the 11 months. Therefore, overall, the market have seen a positive take-up rate, especially in the second quarter and third quarter and moving forward. Okay, I just want to come back to the outside course, Central Region. Treasure at Tampanese leading the list of five best-selling developments for 2019. Full disclosure, Treasure at Tampanese are sponsors of our program. So we're, of course, very happy to hear that they've done so well. Uh, we celebrate with them. How much better did they do compared to the the second best-selling... I think when we look at it throughout, if you take the whole of the entire of Singapore, whether it is Core Central or rest of mm. Core Central or even for that matter, OCR, the second best-selling development is Park Esther. Mm. Uh, surprisingly, it's also on the eastern part of Singapore, have sold 586, but that is in the rest of Core Central region. Within the OCR, the Florence 546, they have sold almost, in fact, 300 more units than the next best-selling Florence for the OCR region. That's fantastic. Sick. Well done. Well done. Yep. The treasure at Tampanese. Mohamed Ismail Gafford, Chairman and CEO of Propnex. This is the 12th and final edition of Money and Me, the Property Edition. We are wrapping up with uh, trends that we see for 2019 and what to look out for for 2020 for the private residential property market. So again, there is you know a sense of worry that there is an overhang of you know units in the property market. Is there reason to be worried about what should we be looking? 
looking out for in 2020? But I think when we look at it from a longer term and as well as uh, looking at the demand, I think we have also have to recognise a couple of things. And this is very important. And there have been a lot of reports, be it Bloomberg or Headline in Business Times and many other articles have highlighted, is there an oversupply of units? But we have to establish the fact, a couple of things. Number one, on block sales have totally dried up, which means to say, since the cooling measures were announced July last year, mm-hmm. there weren't any successful big or medium-sized residential on block. Therefore, immediately there is a zero supply coming to add on to the existing numbers. That's the first point. The second point here is this government land sales. And what have happened here is this, the government looking at from a macro perspective, the existing numbers have also reduced the number of units that are available in the confirmed list. And we are only estimating on average a year for, let's say, for 2020 and 2020 probably about 3,000 plus units each year, adding on to another 6,000. Therefore, we are looking at one year, about 3,000 units being added on to the existing unsold numbers, but a year, we are expecting nine to 10,000 being the demand. Therefore, the supply is still small while the demand is higher. So when I look at this, when we give another two more years from the existing supply of 31,948, we are expected to go below 20,000 in just two years. And therefore, I think the numbers are not something that we need to be very concerned about. Uh, And especially today, the prices are relatively sensitive uh, as a bias market and with all economic uh, outlook and so on. And there is still some positive light in the horizon moving forward. Okay, so when you look at 2020 and the new launches, Ismail, what catches your eye? Yes, this year has been a busy year for us and as well as for the market. And all in all, they had 52 launches. And I think in a year, we are talking about barely 50 over weeks and we have imagined 52 new launches. Propnex has been busy. Uh, We have been busy (laughs) and buyers have been spoiled for choices. Developers have been really lining up a lot of developments. and, And that's what we have done fairly well. And looking at 2020, we are looking at another possibly 37 new launches. And therefore, when you look at it, 52 launch in 2019 and another 37, which bring it to almost 90, and some of the development launch in 2018 still left over units, we are talking about 100 over projects as a choice. That's why it becomes a bias market. Mm. But in 2020, I think there are some developments that people will be really be excited to look at, and mm. there are some coming at in the Holland area, I must say, couple of, and mainly because some of these developments are also freehold. And when we talk about this, some of this freehold development, we are talking about um, at when Holland, the former Toho mentioned, which is a relatively a smaller development. But we also have other uh, Leiden Green, which is the existing Tulip Garden, which is about 600 over units, also another freehold development. We also have another former Astoral uh, Hollandia, which is about 310 units, another freehold. So because I think the Holland areas are coming, a few more developments being launched all in the first quarter. And we can see some excitement. Freehold has been doing very well this year, I must say. Mm. And as far as HTB upgraders and as well as 
some newly married couple, they will be pleasantly happy to know there are three executive condominiums slated for launch in 2020. Well, that's exciting. This yeah. whole year, we only had one EC. But next year, uh, Park Canberra, uh, which is about 385 units, and Ola. Where is that? Where is Park Canberra? Uh, Park Canberra is actually Canberra Link and Sembawang Estate okay. and it's in a Canberra. Mm. Yep. Uh, and another very much talked about is at Anchor Whale and this EC is known as Ola. Ola. And mm. it's Spanish Outlook. And the developer has coined it as the branded EC of Singapore. And I think they are coming out with a huge, um, uh, exciting um, add-ons to this particular development. And we are talking about 500 over units. And also expected in the first quarter. And the last EC here is at Tampanis. And you know, Tampanis has always have gotten a strong demand because it is an mature estate. Mm. And we are looking at almost about 600 over units. And that is expected more on the second quarter or second half. Therefore, three executive condominiums for all young couples and upgraders, plus a huge number of other developments in all other parts of Singapore. And the biggest development, if at all, if come on board, is expected to be Normanton Park, the former Normanton Park, 1,900 units. But that is subject to the BCA's giving the clearance for them to market next year. Wow, three ECs coming on board next year. It's going to be a lot of excitement there. Uh, in the midst of all the MES is caution investors who, you know, borrowed at higher mortgage repayments relative to their income, saying, you know, they could face difficulties meeting the repayments on their investment properties. So for property investors, what do you say to them about 2020? I think, yes, uh, it is a good advice. And I will not deny that because our advice has all the while been for consumers not to speculate in property investment because we know at the end of the day these are relatively a big ticket item and in terms of if you want to liquidate it you can't do that overnight unlike stock shares and all other things therefore one will have to be mindful knowing that but at the same time for those people who can afford and the fact that currently we already have total debt servicing ratio Therefore, people cannot stretch, overstretch. But having said all, one should always be mindful about their own job, either security and all other things in place. I think property is a good bet to look at it in terms of returns. Okay, here's some listener questions for you. Ismail, is it a good idea if I want to jump in the resale market next year? I think it is perfectly all right. I think the resale market, I'm talking about private property, has been relatively in the, I won't say, has been relatively weak. Uh, when we look at the numbers, uh, the resale did about 13,000 transactions last year, but this year the volume have dropped by almost 40%. And one of the key reasons here is while the developers were very sensitive to bringing down the price, resale owners were very holding on to the higher prices. And I can understand, there are a lot of emotions involved and also the fact that they are not in such an urgent desire to sell. Mm. But on the other hand, resale market has been priced relatively on a good price because the prices have not moved upward. So people who are looking at a bigger size houses at a lower price per square foot resale is definitely an option to consider. You know, this is our final episode. Your your last words to listeners out there about the property market. A lot of uncertainty about economic conditions next year. You know, whether or not people should spend on big ticket items, people looking to save maybe. Your final words to um, people in interested in buying next year? I think, put it this way, 
It is always good, first and foremost, to assess our existing property portfolio. Sometimes people think the best thing to do is to do nothing because that seems to be the safest bet. But on the other hand, current market situations favours buyers than the sellers. Especially one is looking at either upgrading or upsizing or investing on a second property. Current situations allow them a stable market for them to do that. But what you have to do here is, is always take a long-term view or mid-term, five years and beyond. Speak to the right people. Don't need to rush to it. You have all the ample time, but it will not last for long. In my view, when these cooling measures start to have some positive traction and prices may start to go up. And when we look at it, for the first nine months, property prices have already gone up by 2.1% and expected to go up by 3% for the rest of the year. And most analysts, in fact, today's BT Front article, modest private home sales growth expected and possibly continued price increase marginally for next year. Therefore, all indications are right. It is indeed a bias market. They the right step and decide with a long-term view. You know what? It's time to pack for your holiday vacation to the Maldives, Ismail. We've come to the end of our program. Thank you so much for being with us. Indeed, my pleasure. 12 weeks of an amazing time I had it with Money <laughs> FM. Thanks for being with us on the property edition of Money and Me's Muhammad Ismail Gafoor, Chairman and CEO of Propnix. This segment is brought to you by Simlian Group. Creating space, creating homes. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.